Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome back to AusBiz, Australia's only live streaming business and markets network. Great to have your company, not only through uh, the AusBiz streaming service and through the 7 Plus platform and on the website, but also live through Twitter and Facebook for the next hour or so. You're watching The Call. We do this every Monday to Friday uh, between 12 and 1 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. We look at 10 stocks suggested by you, the viewers, and uh, we have an expert panel that gives their view on those stocks. And uh, we've got uh, one of the best panels. I love them because uh, they, give, they go straight <laughs> to the point and gives the answer. Jumbay Lu from Tribeca Capital. Jumbay, good to see you. Good to see you. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. <laughs> and Adam Dorr from Dorr's from uh, Shoreham Partners. Adam, good to see you. Yes, good to see you also. Um, uh, busy week. Absolutely. How's it been going after... Uh, after all the earnings season, was that settled down? <laughs> well, we, ho- we were hoping to uh, set down, settle down after the busy reporting season, but the the market just kept going, right? Yeah, um, yeah, it never yeah. really stops. Uh, no, no, this week has been good. Um, you know, we uh, um, there's a follow up news flow and things that just right. to digest. Um, but of course, we had the market sell off, and you know the. Yeah. Correction it's been a roller coaster week, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and then there's re, you know rebound, and then there's correction again. Then you know it's a, that's the nature of the market. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. what represents opportunity, yeah. I guess. Doesn't scare you at all? Oh no, not at all. Right. Yeah. Right. right. I've the been doing this for close to twenty years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> close to. Yeah. Um, it's uh, no, no. It's it represents opportunity. We've seen it. Right. We've seen it in March. We've seen it at GFC. We've seen it so yeah. many times. Yeah. Um, it always comes back. It's about finding the right companies and. That's when when the difference will be, um, you know, just in simply buying the index that you yeah. might lose money because you go up and down and all yeah. of that. But buy a good quality company, they will find yeah. support. Absolutely, Adam, how are you finding it? Well, great. I mean, we love volatility. Yeah. People are buying and selling, so yeah. that's obviously a very good part, <laughs> an integral part of our business. But yeah. um, look, certainly, I think we're going to see more and more volatility coming up to the magical date, which is November the third, yeah. which is going to be the U.S. election. Yeah. So you know, expect a lot more of this volatility going forward and we keep an eye on the VIX and we also keep an eye on the volatility index of the NASDAQ as well and that's been right. in the news lately with this sort of soft bank and, and these options positions that have been moving around yeah. in the US mm. uh, had, has definitely been pushing the tech stocks higher and now lower on the right. back of, the, of that okay. selling and things like that so yeah opportunities is where we certainly look yeah. for and um, you are telling me um over the last couple of days about an ETF that you're following as well yeah. a, a new one is yeah. it? Yeah yeah, so it's that? it's an esports uh, um, index or an ETF, and um, it, it basically tracks. Uh, there's a couple of esports or indexes in the US, wow. and they basically have ten cent. Uh, there's there's a lot of these uh, stocks that they've got in this thing. And look, gaming and esports. If you look at the numbers, when we looked at PointsBet yeah. the other day, and yeah. they were looking at those numbers, esports dwarfs 
the numbers of any. Right. And if you put all of the sports in the US together, it still comes nowhere near close to the amount of people Why that not? are watching these uh, esports and yeah. and uh, this gaming sector. So there's an exchange traded fund yes. that you can invest in now, yes. now yes. that that covers. Sort of globally, globally, those sorts of companies. Yeah, so like Tencent, Microsoft, Nintendo, those kinds of things right. are all, all, all going into ah. that uh, esports e area. Right. So um, I can't. I, the, the, the it's a fantastic the ticker, space. What's the ticker? Uh, I forgot this ticker. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll go, it'll come to me in a second. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. what's fascinating, I think, absolutely right. Um, the the actual esports money in the esports is phenomenal. Right. Um, right. And ESPN and everything when they broadcast those live. Um, Esports type of um, event. Yeah. It's incredible amount of viewership. Billions of people. Bill oh, mm. Billions, huge. And yeah. it's not often talked about. Right. Um, and in Australia, you can't get direct exposure. Um, or there's a few, but it's uh, not direct and exposure. And small to caps as well. Small caps and tiny and you know not so proven right. and everything. ESPO. ESPO. Is, is the stock code. Mm. Okay. So Esports. ESPO is, right. is the one. And it's a VanEck ETF. Right. Okay. And I'm going to be putting it in clients' portfolios. Mm. Uh, it is a small part of the portfolio, but it will be the growth engine, I think, for the next leg. Uh, you know, we've seen the, the tech giants moving forward. Right. I think this is, is something that yeah, we're going to get oh. e excited about. Yeah. Oh, my 10-year-old son, like, you know, wow. it's not like back in my day, we'd sit around the Commodore 64 or the, uh, the Atari <laughs> and we'd all come around to a mate's place. They're all now on headsets. They're all talking to each other. They've yep. got hundreds of friends. And... Fortnite, a big one. Uh, we, we sat up at two o'clock in the morning to watch one of these live it's events. Incredible. Yeah. There was 12 million people that logged in just for that. But also, hour. they'd fill stadiums. They do. As well. They do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't they? Fill stadiums yeah. and people just watching big screens. Watch the players play. right there. And it's like live sports. You yeah. know, the dynamic, the lights and everything dynamic, yeah. just like a live sports. It's yeah. incredible. And also the ecosystem of that esports is incredible as yeah. well. So it's not just the companies that's uh, that's providing it and that's the also the community that talks about it. Right. Yes. You know, the, the websites that talk about yeah. it. I forgot the name, what do they, what they're called. That's a huge Twitch. space. There's Twitch, YouTube. Yeah, there's Twitch. There's lots, there's yeah. lots of them. Right. Um, the gaming community, it's enormous. That's, yeah. that's a very interesting area. Okay. Yeah. And uh, for me, an ETF would be the way to go with right. that, just to give you a cross-section of Correct. the whole because industry. You can go and buy Tencent, you can go and buy Microsoft, yeah. you can go and buy Google and those kinds of things. Yeah. But this is a great way. It's nine bucks ninety at the moment. It, right. was, it listed yesterday at ten dollars. So look, it's, right. it's going to move around with the tech yep. sell-off. Yeah, yep. it's going to yep. move around. But it's a fantastic uh, growth engine for anybody's portfolio. Mm, okay, I'll have to have a look at that. I love it, putting my sporting yeah. <laughs> well, sports organisation. You look at on, NBA, on right? Yeah. Okay. Now, in COVID, the NBA pivoted to the online gaming community and they were playing NBA on computers. And yeah. they had the NBA stars and yeah. the FIFA stars playing on computers right. to give people some kind of sports. Yeah. So if now the NBA or FIFA then put that alongside the real sport mm. moving yep. forward, it's a, it, it's it, it's already a massive market. It's just going to go into the mainstream. Okay. So oh, fascinating. Yeah, it, it is interesting. All right. Nice one. And only launched yesterday. Correct. Okay. All right. Uh, before we get into your 10 stocks, let's take a look at our stock of the day. This is always a stock that I choose. It's been in the... Uh, in the news, a really interesting one, Drone Shield, it's called, a relatively small Australian stock. Its share price skyrocketing at the moment. Uh, announced it has received funding from the United States Department of Defence 
for the development of Drone Shield Complete Command and Control System. Now, Drone Shield, of course, manufactures systems to detect and disrupt drone activity. And Drone Shield Complete is an intuitive system providing real-time alerting, tracking, and reporting information for the native Drone Shield as well as third-party sensors. It's, um, it's mounted on the back of vehicles as well. Uh, Chief Executive Oleg Vornik says the contract is a material milestone in cementing its close relationship with the largest defence customer globally. And I noticed this morning it announced it had done another big deal yeah. with an Asian country. Um, it was, wouldn't name the country, but said it was an ally. So, <laughs> so that's good, but they're not selling it to the baddies. Zumbae, uh, a great story for an Australian company, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that's what's really great, exciting in the last few years. We started seeing more and more of those Australian mm, companies yep. actually coming through, making money and getting um, great traction and great endorsement from all yep. those large organisations. Um, so this company, we actually followed it for quite some time. We have this company in our microcap fund. Um, yeah. We like the technology. And then we think that, you know, receival of the US Defence Force funding was incredible endorsement mm. uh, for its technology. Um, and, uh, and the fact, you know, on the back of it, they won contracts um, just announced this morning. So you see share yep. price rocketing. Um, I think they're in a very good space at the moment because defense is a very big area. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of money to be spent across different defense, um, across different various countries. US is the one that has been handing out a lot of funding across different company. Austell, for example, mm. is the one that recently received yep. funding from yep. defense. So um, good spot, very good technology. <coughs> and it seems to have really building scale and also endorsement from those large contracts. So we like it. It's a okay. Yeah. Adam? It's an interesting technology because there are a lot of other technologies out there that try and replicate what Drone Shield do. And you know, you've had one of the biggest things about taking a drone out of the sky because you don't put boots on the ground anymore. Yeah. It's, it's basically computer games again, but with real live weapons. Yeah. Um, and so what's happened is, is that um, when you take down a drone and if it's potentially sitting over a, a stadium, you don't want it to drop out of the air with a bomb in it or something and then go straight in the middle of the field and everybody gets yeah. hurt. So this drone shield technology actually can take it and then can actually take it back to its uh, where, it la where it took off from so they oh. can find out where the source is as well as then take it over and then get it out of the town or the city or right. wherever it is. So it's really interesting wow. technology that goes for that. Other countries have tried, you know, with nets, putting it over, getting eagles to come and take them out of the sky. I mean, there's <laughs> lots of technology. <laughs> yep. And obviously, drone shield's a little bit more advanced than that. Um, for me, it's something that I, I, I have invested in the past, but I think it's too high risk. And I, and I always get nervous with uh, government contracts. Right. They might say that they have the contract, but revenue needs to be followed up with that. And it's always a long-term sort of, right. it, it's very, very tough. To do it, it's a hold from me. I, I, I would right. not put it into the portfolio. Um, it, it's just too high risk and, and too many uh, dangers going forward. Okay. All right. Pitfalls. Um, let's get into the stocks that uh, you've suggested. And Adam Shane wants a view on Santos, one of our <laughs> big natural gas uh, producers and explorers um, here and also in the region? So Santos is probably the most leveraged to the recovery in the oil price. You've got right. Oil Search, which I don't really like due to the fact where they are in Papua New Guinea. Um, you've got Santos, you've got Origin, and then you've got Woodside. Woodside is for those clients that like a good balance sheet and um, a potentially uh, safer bet, but yep. is not leveraged uh, as well. Santos is probably the most leveraged to the oil price. 
They've done very well on getting rid of their debt, but however, if we, everybody does remember, and I don't think we've got a chart that goes back a little bit further than that, yep. um, they pretty much had to raise money or recapitalise their business, and they had to recapitalise their right. whole market value. Right, the, the end of 2016. Correct. What it, yeah, uh, yeah that, that's when they were in a lot of trouble, and right. they had to raise a lot of money at a lot lower prices. So there's a lot of shares on issue, there's a market cap. Um, so look, it's a buy from me um, because of where the oil price is. You know, if, if you feel that the oil price is going to move higher, which I think that oil naturally will be at around $50, $60. So the barrel. gas price goes up in tandem with the oil price. Yeah, it's it linked to it. Yeah, and it that's does. The so, and, that's, yeah. and then it follows that. So I'm very much uh, a buyer of oil stocks because it's now when people don't want them is where you buy them. And then yeah. obviously when the oil price gets up, most analysts have got price targets of sort of $50 to $60. We're currently $30, somewhere around there. Um, so um, I, I think, you know, once the planes get in the air, the cars start moving again, uh, oil will recover and the global growth will resume and it's a good time to be buying these okay. things. Jumbo? I absolutely agree. Um, buying this company is really you're, um, buying the recovery, the global recovery um, as the oil price prices recover. Now, in the last few months, these oil stocks actually have underperformed the oil prices considering yeah. where the price has been. Right. It went negative right. <laughs> uh, for a little while. So these companies just done nothing and waiting yeah. really for the global recovery to take place, which could take some time. You know, if we have news of vaccine and all of that, it might pull it forward a little bit. Um, but if that does come through, um, this company will actually jump. Share price will move quite substantially. Right. Um, this is one way of playing the recovery. Um, uh, leveraged way and uh, in terms of downside, it does seem a little bit limited at this point because the oil um, has seems to have found its support. Mm. Uh, recently, there's a bit of a weakness because of the, uh, the supplies, uh, you know, coming on a little bit. Um, and uh, there's a bit of fear of, you know, uh, potentially growth might taper off somewhat. But look, you know, I think at the current So price, is this a better play? Because you've got Sandals, you've got Oil Search, you've mm. got Woodside, as you were saying, Adam. Um, yeah. Would, would this rate highly in that sector if you were saying, okay, buy these oil-related, oil or oil-related stocks yeah. now when they're out of favour for the rebound? Yeah, that's right. So look, I think Centos and Oil Search um, are the two for me. Right. Um, Woodside is like, um, you know, it's it's the defensive play, which means when the oil price does come back, it's not going to rally as hard as the other right. ones. Um, but it is a little bit more defensive. The oil, it happened to, you know, correct substantially, then Woodside will outperform. But in my view is that you're buying the oil for the recovery. Right. So, you know, you buy the other two. Okay. So, I'm Woodside for my clients. Mm. It's, right. it's more defensive okay. and balance sheet mm. and potential dividend as well. So uh, Santos is more of the higher risk side. Uh, so for me, it's, it's Woodside, Santos and then Origin. And I stay away from oil search. I don't like Papua New Guinea. I don't like right. how the government can basically turn off on, on the tap at any stage and they've done it regularly and they still struggle to, to sort of get an agreement there. Okay. So that for me, it's just a little bit more safer for some of the clients. Okay. All right. Um, Jumbei, uh, Peter wants a view on Wiser, uh, sort of fintech, isn't it? Um, yes. Um, in the, the marketplace there for, uh, they have wisercredit.com, a whole where you can get credit scores and comparison. One of these new age lenders. That's right, New Age Lenders. So look, we we still like this company. Um, yeah. The we think it's um, it's it's been growing really fast and really took advantage of that. Um, you know, the big banks stepping away from a lot of those lending by you know providing great platform and things, um, low rates and all of that. So um, companies grew really fast. At the result, I think um, you know <laughs> it just happened that at the result day, the guy was or well, the CEO was sick, and uh, you know there was a bit of
of confusion of uh, what's happened. Um, but uh, <laughs> and he was very sick. And so, but look, at, out of the result, things were still going really fast. Um, yeah. I think lately the share price got caught with this whole sell-off across fintech and the tech and all of yeah. that. So, um, but to me, it's a great buying opportunity. We still like this business. Okay. Mm. I like it as well. Mm. It's definitely, yeah. it's definitely <laughs> staying in the portfolio. Absolutely. What was the issue with the debt that they... Uh, so um, there was a bit of um, uh, concern over their... This is why um, the stock has fallen Yeah, the provision well. was a bit higher um, yeah. in terms right. of provision for the bad debt. But right. the thing is, you know, when they signed up so many customers or provided so the growth was so high, they and every loan lasts about two, three years, and then they have to provide the provision upfront for the three years worth of loan. And mm-hmm. because they grew fast, so of course that number is going to jump because they have to provide the three right. years worth of provision right. upfront. So right. that was all it is so right. um so there was a bit of concern but look at it, it's yeah it's yeah. done very well no. share price done well it's and great. it's just a bit of a profit and i really like they've got this uh, app where they um like um raise um or the a- old acorn business mm. they've got this app where you can basically round up um a, 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 a coffee purchase and it goes on to your credit card right so it, it's a great way for people that uh, have issues with credit cards and debt and those kinds of things they've got this app where it sort of aligns customers with their brand mm-hmm. and keeps them keeps them moving in the right direction and that's a great little one it pays off your credit card um, and you know every time that you get your coffee you get an extra five ten cents and you mm-hmm. know how many times you buy a coffee or, or yep. use your credit card or sorry use your debit card um, this is a great little product so there's those mm-hmm. kinds of things that create that loyalty and then create that brand recognition when potentially they need to borrow some money or get a personal loan Right. Okay. Actually, potentially have catalysts also coming up. They provide quarterly updates. Um, I think one of the criticism I result also was why didn't you provide guidance? Yeah. And and I think for the CEO, he's kind of thought I provide quarterly updates. I don't really need to yeah. give guidance. So um, you know, as you know, investors these days are pretty short term. So right. yeah, okay. but the catalyst is going to be pretty positive. Mm. All right. Um, thank you for sending that in, Peter. Wiser, which was already in the core portfolio, uh, um, stays there on that basis. Um, uh, Adam, uh, Jennifer wants a view on Kogan, the big online retailer. That big now. If, yeah, <laughs> massive. And the growth has been so big. And Rustling has been taking a few profits, as a founder should at these high prices, Absolutely. I suppose. Absolutely. Um, but the online retailer with an environment like this absolutely made for a business which was going pretty well before COVID. Absolutely. but is, And we've heard Myers' comments yesterday yeah. talking about how post-COVID, uh, people's uh, attitudes to online online has changed for the good or yeah. for the for the worse for Maya, but for, for the good and, and, and how those attitudes are going to stay. Yeah. And so I think, Kogan, a little bit of a pullback here. Yes, it's still a buy. Um, unless they do something structurally uh, unbelievably stupid, um, I think that Kogan <laughs> is uh, a fantastic business buying TVs, uh, he's moved into energy, internet. He can see that he's got a platform of people there yeah, now that they can then just on-sell other products, which is just nice bolt-ons going forward. Um, they've got their own brand, uh, Electronics. So that means that they're obviously that they are getting a better margin on a lot of their products that they're pushing through. Uh, look, it's a fantastic business. The market did get a little bit concerned, as you say, as he's trying to take a little bit off the top. And the one at $10 where he tried to do it was badly handled by the broker um, and it got out and there was there was some, some issues there going forward. But look, that's just moved, mean, means it's moved from strength to strength. Yep. Uh, I like this company. Um, it's I think this 
if you buy this company, it's all about backing Russell. And um, he's yeah. such an entrepreneur. And so mm. for him, it's about finding the next opportunity. You know, where what's the next category that's going to make money? You know, mm. that's how he thinks. Rather than going, oh, these are my strategy. I'm going here and here. And, you know, very slow in adjusting like the big yeah. corporate. He acts like um, a trader. You know, where he finds opportunity, he'll act on it. Yeah. And that's just incredible what he has done. He responded very quickly when the COVID took place and, you know, expanded all the product category and uh, he responded with stock and everything and he pulled it together which yep. is just incredible mm. i love this business um, but i do feel the valuation is quite high um, right. so i probably put it as a hold for this stock right. um, but i think um, if any pullback um, right now it right. is started to pull back well, it is definitely what's a fair stock. level for it that you'd We'd be it's interested. harder to tell let's have a look at the chart <laughs> again let's have a look at the chart again about 18, now, 18 yeah. bucks at the moment yeah 80, look, I think it, actually, to be honest, it has pulled back quite a bit since the sell down. Um, right, so that sort of 16 maybe with that last sort of next jump it's up. It's probably there. looking at there, yeah, it's probably another t 5, 10%, 10% right. um, pullback. But look, it is okay. something that you should add in your portfolio. All right, he's an entrepreneur, a founder. So yeah, it's yeah. around the six, 16, 16, 16 50 somewhere around there. Area. <laughs> um, so. His ability to cope with growth, though, is that a problem with companies like this, that they just get supercharged? You know, you've got a great founder who might be fabulous running a smaller organisation. All of a sudden, mm. he's playing with the big boys. This is a big corporation. Mm. Does he have the people under him and the executive team that goes... Pull back, mate, sometimes. I think that um, it becomes a problem when the growth slows. It tends right. to become a bit of issue because then it becomes a different business. Then it's yeah. about daily grind or finding that incremental, small incremental gain where there's cost and all of that. Um, for entrepreneur, they tend to, if there's a huge amount of growth, they're going after their revenue. And then yeah. every time they go after, it's big gain. So they get excited because this is their baby. They built it and then yeah. they see that. And then they see that giant leap. It's just excitement. Um, I always feel, you know, whenever you see entrepreneurs started, if they do decide to leave um, at whichever point, then you can tell the business then is ready to transition into the next phase, right. which is a mature phase. It's all, it's about cost. It's about small incremental mm. gain. Um, mm. Then it's a different story. It's about dividend. It's about a whole lot of other things. Um, yeah. Then then that's when you consider it's a different issue. Right, right okay. now, I think it's about revenue. Right. Yeah. I, I when you when you uh, uh, run a business from a small incubation and you you know sort of fanning the fire trying to get it lit and things like that you're 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 a different person to what an ASX listed company wants you to be because mm. with ASX listed company there's rules regulations mm. you're not allowed to talk to the press you can't do this yep. you can't yep. do that so a lot of that stuff does change the way people look at their business when they're becoming from that entrepreneur to an ASX listed company and there are some people that aren't aren't right for that kind of business. Mm. I think Ruslan's done well um, and you know he's taken this, he's been obviously at the helm for a while now, I think mm. it listed three, four years ago now, so he's, he's done well and he's, he's transitioned. But I agree, it becomes when they run out of that growth and they then potentially sell out, look for other opportunities mm. and start mm. to go again, and then it does become about margins. But at the moment, yeah, I, I don't think he's going anywhere. Big growth trajectory, Absolutely. that's for sure. Yeah. All right, and and it, it it is a good comparison with uh, all of the headlines today about Meyer and mm. retail disaster. And you look at Kogan, you look at Temple and Webster, the ones who have done it right, the retailers who have done it right, are going 
gangbusters. Yeah. It's What's also incredible is that because of the current condition, you will see a whole raft of retail online retailer listing coming through. Oh. Um, and all the retailers, we, you know, some of them we have, haven't heard of, but we've probably seen oh. the headlines here and there. But uh, yeah, they're all coming in the next few months, yeah. two, okay. three months. We've got, yeah. we've got a good one coming up. Yeah. Okay. Let us know about that one. <laughs> the same, oh, same one. It is yeah. the same one. It's the same one. All right. All right. Okay. Um, let's. Um, so, um, a good analysis there, Jennifer. Thanks uh, uh, for that suggestion. Our next one, Christine wants a view on Goodman Group. This is one of the big, uh, big property organisations. Now, anyone who talks property, anything with commercial or or shopping centres, they all go screaming. But uh, Goodman. Shumbay is well followed in the markets and um, probably the best in breed in the sector. That's right. It's the best and uh, it's also the most expensive, um, but it's uh, it's in the rice space. Industrial property um, yeah. has held up really well during this period. If anything, actually, um, over the last few years, that um, cap rate, which is, the, well, essentially the prices has keep going up because of the demand from the online retailers for space, industrial yeah. locations and things. So um, it's in the rice space. It's um, it's a lot, well, one of the largest around the world. The great um, pension fund partners around the world, a great reputation. The great execution, great management. Right. Um, it's it's the most expensive in the property sector. Um, you know, I it is a buy for if you just hold one property companies yep. and you want growth. Yep. Um, this one will give you that. Right. Not much dividend out of this one, um, but um, but on a relative basis, if I look at listed companies, I prefer you know the Charter Hall, which is the baby version of it, and more right. domestically focused. Um, they give you a bit of leverage to that reopening theme as well. A little bit cheaper, a um, right. little bit more growth, um, right. and um, yeah, and you know yeah. So you prefer Charter Hall? I prefer Charter Hall relative okay. to this one. Uh, it's a buy from me, and we talk about online. Um, uh, you know, Amazon Ready, which was a mm. big thing yeah. a year ago, two years ago. Uh, Goodman Group has Amazon as their biggest, one of their biggest clients. So mm. they've built massive warehouses to facilitate this massive online movement, mm. and they will continue to grow because yeah. of that online movement. And Australia Post and everybody else sort of keeps moving in the same direction. So for me, yeah, it, it's a buy. It's a fantastic business. A little bit expensive, as you say, but I'm happy to pay for that uh, gro uh, that expensiveness for the growth that potentially mm. they will come. It's not in office. It's not in shopping centres. Yeah. It, it is industrial, and that's what I really like. So there's only two sectors in the um, in the property area that I like is is is, is digital infrastructure because I think that's definitely a growth area as well as um, as well as inf uh, as industrial. Right. So um, I've been cycling out of all of the vicinity centres, the shop, uh, uh, the uh, centre groups, uh, uh, Stocklands, and been right. buying. Uh, digital infrastructure as well as uh, the Goodman Group. That's been right. my sort of mm. So is Next DC a uh, digital infrastructure yeah, or is it, right? Yeah, okay. no, no, yeah. digital infrastructure is Next yeah. DC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. and I think it's a good opportunity at the moment with Next DC, it's had a bit of pullback yeah. because of the yeah. tech sell-off and yeah. uh, presenting quite a nice... Um, okay, yeah. all right. Um, and what's the other one? Centuria bought Telstra's big... I don't know. Um, data centre. Data centre yeah. in, um, in Clayton in Melbourne, didn't they? I just did that one. I didn't say that one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Huge area. Huge growth area. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. That's right. We had an opinion on it the other week. Someone was in and said, "Yes, I love Next DC, despite the fact that their chief executive is big on Instagram." So that usually turns me off when the chief executive is on Instagram. But in this case, it's all right. Apparently, he's a character. 
Um, all right, Adam, um, uh, thank you for that, Christine. Uh, June wants a view on, on Qantas right. Airways. Um, been absolutely smashed. Yep. Uh, been quite vocal about opening up borders, borders. and yep. helping yep. us. Look, I think that there's a big structural shift that's going in the market at the moment. We are seeing a sell-off in the tech. We're seeing a sell-off in, in a couple of other sectors, but that's moving into the travel sector. And we've spoken about this before, yeah. that where people are now starting to get set into uh, Qantas, Sydney airports, corporate travel's already moved, mm. Webjet, okay. those kinds okay. of things. Flight Centre. Because, yeah. Flight Centre, because you'll miss it when the bubble opens up and domestic travel starts again. Right. So Qantas has rightly come out and said that they want local borders to be opened. But also they've said probably that international and domestic travel is not really going to start until sort of midway next year. Mm. Yeah. But it'll be too late when you think, oh, oh, the borders are opening up again. Great, I'm going to start in looking at these stocks. You're going to be too late. Mm. Right. So we are starting to see that structural shift and that cycling out of some of those stocks. So we are starting to move and we are putting clients into these. Qantas is a good one. You know, it's raised capital. It's, it's there. Um, yeah. uh, Does it give you the best leverage? to the opening of the borders, or is it more your web jets, corporate travel, flight centre? Yeah, I suspect they're at the pointy end of it, like, right. you know, because Qantas will probably move first, then the then the travel booking agencies will probably move as well, yeah, okay. and then Sydney airports will probably be the last right. to move. Yeah. So yes, I guess it does. Um, I still don't know if it's a buy. Like, I, <laughs> I keep talking about how, like, you know, and I still think you've got time, but, um, before the end of this year, we're going to get most of my clients set in it. So right. I still okay. we've got a couple of months, right. but it, it, it'll it's be too late. It's a hold at the yeah. moment, but it's going to be too late when you when you wake up and realise that you should be buying those travel right. stocks. You should have already done it. Okay. I love it how you turned over the last two months. Yeah. Finally, we managed to finally slowly yes. getting you there. Yeah. Uh, look, um, yeah. Oh, well, I'm the same. Because um, I listen to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. So, but I think, you know, this is what we did, right? I think we're, we're very similar. You start off with a defensive one. You buy the one with quality, which is Sydney Airport. You right. know, quality asset and everything, it's the downside risk is limited, which even I've though we're going to have no, airports, yeah, yes. e even though you have, you know, no traveling, no revenue. Right. And then they've got great balance sheet now after raising money. That's very defensive play. Now, the next stage is that, okay, um, you know, it looks like we slowly moving past the lockdown, the travel probably will come back. And if you look at the um, share market, they normally lead the actual news by six to eight to 12 months. Yep. So even if it's by six or well, even eight months uh, in advance, um, these stocks will start moving. Right. So if we're looking at halfway next year, you'll be looking at them now. So Qantas is, it is the pointy end, but it is in my view, a better way of playing. Well, so you've got, still got a Sydney Airport, you put that in the portfolio because that's defensive. And then you've got the Qantas really for you to play that leverage for right. the opening. Now, the, the, the fly centers and all these ones, they rallied, they will be the most leveraged. So they will move a lot bigger when it does happen. They've right. already started to move, but they move a yeah. lot bigger because there's a lot of short interest in those names. Mm. Not so much Qantas, but mm. in those names mm. because they're leveraged, some of them not well capitalized and they literally, you know, their business model could disappear if it goes on for two, three years, right? Yeah. So um, these are most leveraged, but it is just way too early to be set in those names because, right. you know, we, we have the second round and then, you know, you, you look at UK, they just um, increase restriction again. So any of those setbacks, you see those stocks get mm. sold off aggressively, especially right. if they just had a rally. So Qantas, in my view, is actually 
a best way to play this thing, Quantum Destiny Airport, right. to play this theme without taking on excessive amount of risks. Okay, so start with Sydney Airport, then go maybe Qantas. Do you do Qantas yeah, there or I've wait before? Oh, no, no, I, I've got a Qantas on a bike okay. now, yeah. Uh, and then it is your Webjet's corporate travels, flight centres as All the, names, as the yeah. third decision. Mm. Right, okay. All right, uh, we're halfway through our um, 10 stocks. Let's just uh, recap. Uh, Drone Shield is um, a hold for uh, uh, for Adam. Uh, Jumbe's had it in the portfolio for a while so and still likes it at these levels. A yes on Santos, a yes on Wiser. Um, Kogan, well, a, a yes from Adam, uh, hold from Jumbe, but if you can get it down around 16.50, then she'd be interested in it. Um, Goodman, if you're in the property uh, area and sector and want the best in breed in it, mm. if it's in your portfolio and you want exposure to property, Goodman is the place to be. Mm. Jumbe also likes uh, Charter Hall, probably slightly better than Goodman, but Goodman is uh, is still a buy. Uh, a hold on Qantas, um, but get in before Christmas from Adam. Um, and a yes from Jumbo. Uh, here on the call, we've got our own portfolio. We've been tracking since the 1st of July. Any stocks that get a yes, a buy from both of uh, the experts on our panel goes into the portfolio. Let's see uh, how it's been going. Uh, over the last week or so, down 2.5%. For the month, it's up 2%. And since July the 1st, it's up uh, just over 9%. And uh, we look at some of the stocks that have been added recently. Um, shopping Centres Australia Property Group. Um, our experts change on a regular basis, Adam. Yeah, so I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> I'm you that one anyway. Yep. Polynovo, yep. Uh, Catapult, Integral Diagnostics and uh, Macquarie Group and uh, Whisper was uh, booted out yesterday. Um, Can we comment on some of those stocks <laughs> <laughs> next time? <laughs> uh, which ones would you not have in there? You sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, look at Polynovo. It's just uh, yeah. you have to be uh, be careful there. Yeah, it's oh, a okay. yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's not a buy. No. Yeah, right. not a they buy. got some str not structural issues. Well, FDA just uh, delayed their thing as well, Correct. so it's another knockback of credibility. And right. the result was actually quite disappointing. I like the okay. sector though. So I like the say I like Aroa, the little one, yeah, the yeah, one that yeah, just listed yeah, yeah, half the price yeah. um, right. compared. Uh, to this yeah. one and um, it's got you know, much much more promising. And there's another one, Avita is it? Avita is slightly yeah. different in the burn space, it's slightly different um, yeah. but they, they started listing in the U US so right. the problem of that is that you know the U US market is going to drive um, the performance of that stock. Yep. It's much harder to call okay. from here. Yeah. And that's why we have the calls portfolio <laughs> because you get differing views and of course when there's a stock in the portfolio and it comes up again on the call and the panel doesn't agree to it, well, then it goes out because <laughs> things always change in there. But uh, we'll be updating it every day here and see how it's tracking. Also, don't forget, if you uh, need to catch up on everything that's been happening in the uh, day of business, finance and startups, uh, subscribe to COB, Close of Business, ozbiz.co um, slash join is where you do it, and Nadine and Scuddy put it together every afternoon and have it in your inbox by 5.30 p.m. And if you've missed any of today's show want to catch up on the rest of the day's news and executive in insights, don't forget to download our app where you can tag the companies on your watch list and you'll be notified when they get a, a mention that's available on the 
iOS App Store. Uh, Trish uh, Jumbay wants a view on PushPay. Um, this is a little um, software business that came out of New Zealand. Kiwis always do seem to do tech and software really well. Um, this is a donor management system. Basically, it's a, a CRM for churches and charities to connect with their donors and you can donate through it and it's expanded into the United States and all the, the big churches over there. What do you think of Pushpay? I think it's... It it's a great business, and then yeah. they, um, you know, the, the COVID—they're the absolute beneficiary of the, this COVID mm. lockdown and everything because you know you can't go to church and you know yeah. how do you donate and all of that. So this mm. just comes straight into it and uh, actually helped them to really grow the um, the subscriber and uh, the user and everything. Just being incredible. Um, I think the question is, uh, post that, <laughs> does that change? You know, once we move beyond the lockdown and everything else, does that change in terms of how people use it? I think there's still a structural pull forward. So there's, you know, there's still level of demand for that type of use. But, you know, what does that mean? It just hasn't been around long enough to really see that. Yeah. Um, for me, it's, it's a hold um, because it's yeah. done incredibly well. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's not a buy okay. yet. You can uh, see it's starting to flatten out on the chart as mm, well. Mm, that's and right. I, I must admit, I'll put my hand up. I got this one wrong a long time ago. At sort of $2, I was like, I can't really see why this thing would be working. I don't understand it. Rah, rah, rah. And I sort of said no a couple of times to it and, and, I, and I got it wrong. So, uh, you know, yeah, it just, it looks like it's starting to flatten out a little bit and potentially it needs to have that catalyst. It needs mm. to have that something that's really going to sort of push it forward. So it's a hold from me mm. right. uh, if you've got it. I still think you've probably been in at, at lower prices, so mm. you've done fairly well out of it going forward. I mean, the, the, the obvious thing is then to move into charities, to move into, there's, there's yeah. a huge amount, there's vast amounts of businesses and companies that you could move into that mm. need donations, that need people to have regular basis mm. to be putting things in. So like the, the market is huge. Yep. There, there is no doubt about it. Um, they just have to then sort of capitalize on that. And, and working in a church in the US, they've really hit that main market going forward. Mm. But I think the market's waiting for that next catalyst, which will take it above right. $7 and move okay. higher. The next story. Yeah, and especially through. we just had, um, you know, the founder, the owner sold a little bit as well, which tend to yeah. find a bit of, um, um, you know, indigestion in the share price because yeah. it takes a little while because it wipes out all the demand for the right. for illiquid stock like mm. this one. So, okay. yeah. All right. Okay. Um, Adam, uh, Liam wants a view on Platinum Asset Management, one yeah. of our, our biggest funds management yeah. group, Care Nielsen's one, XBT, all us old codgers remember when Care started it all those yeah. years ago. He's now moved, moved. a bit away from correct, it. Correct, correct. Uh, look, I, I think yeah, they were, were one of the best in breeds. Yes. Uh, now, um, I think they probably charge a fair whack on their funds fees. So there is a fair bit that I'd be a little bit cautious on, on just on the fee amount that they're charging. For me, um, I think you could move into a better, uh, if you're looking at funds management businesses, and that's certainly Magellan. Yep. Um, so for me, it's a no. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't move into it. Um, the chart- See, Care Nielsen was the older Hamish Douglas. Yes. Was that mm. sort Correct. of the- <laughs> that's right. If you, if you want to look at sort of rock star fund managers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Care was- And you look, and for any fund manager, whether that's uh, BT or whatever it's called now, and then you've got all these other fund management, it's yep. all about inflow. Yep. And inflow is key. And if you've got the inflow coming in, then you're, you can charge the fees and performance yep. is going to be sort of obviously following that as well. 
I think for me, yeah, I'd the, the Platinum Asia one is the, what are their sub ones? That's actually done okay, but again, uh, I, I'm just wary on the amount of fees and the whole world has moved to an ETF kind of model as well, where yeah. it's low fees. I can buy an index, um, you know, potentially can not outperform the market, but I can I can be there and the fees are going to be a lot lower. So I think they're, they're sort of struggling a little bit and then they uh, they struggle against the Magellans of the world, which yep. is just mm. absolutely killing it. So. For me, it's Magellan in that space if I was going to do anything. So it's a no for mm. me. Yeah, so look, um, uh, first of all, when you buy a fund manager, you're buying the market. So essentially, you, if the market goes up, most of the fund manager yep. will go higher. So it gives that market exposure. Um, and then, you know, so if you expect markets to <laughs> fall, all of them will fall. Um, yep. uh, more than other some other sectors yeah so and then when you just look into that sector what's most attractive i uh, i'm the same i like to back winner which is magellan um they they got inflow whereas most of other fund managers haven't and they all have significant outflows and many of them don't know how to stem that outflow just yeah. getting bigger and yeah. bigger every quarter um and magellan is the only one come up with okay. innovative product and stuff so that's great but magellan is incredibly expensive and it does offer that u.s exposure because a lot of their equity exposure across u.s and and more growthy, yep. you know, by yeah. that sense, you know, that's generally perceived mm. more growthy. So why are they experience, experiencing such big outflows? Is it sort of a bit what you were saying, Adam, um, fees used to be really high because there was no alternative. You wanted mm. a fund manager to look, at, um, to look after your money. So you paid a reasonable margin. Now ETFs are coming out mm. and sort of putting uh, low uh, reflecting the market, mm. um, low admin fees. So mm. the pressure is on these active fund managers to say, well, if mm. I'm going to pay you yeah. a decent fee on this, I want a decent outperformance of the index. Oh, absolutely. And often they don't do it. Yeah, look, look, look that, that, that's the thing. And then one of the biggest theme is that in the last 10 years, um, managers that invest um, concentrated more in growth names have done so much better than the manager concentrated okay. in the value names. Um, and and it's been going on for 10 years or more than 10 years. Right. So uh, all the managers that's listed, um, Magellan's growthy focused, so they have done incredibly well, a lot of inflow. You look at the ones that tailed are the platinum value focus. Yep. You've got uh, Janice Henderson um, value one. focus. Yeah, all of them, when it's value focus, it's just their performance just not there. For long term performance is not there. Yep. It's very hard for any client to justify why you should pay a high fee and you know still let them manage it um, yeah. because if they underperform yeah. the index ETF is cheap yeah. um, you know it's so I think that is a problem you need to turn around the performance yeah. uh, and you need that value flavor to come through uh, we had many false starts <laughs> with the value mm. flavor maybe yeah. you'll be here when there's a vaccine but you know it just yeah. hasn't yeah. worked for a very long time okay. and, and also I think you sort of turn that on its head because mm. when the market's like this and it is volatile you do want an active manager to mm. be able to manage your portfolio for you. So it can be long, can be mm. short, they mm. can right. be nimble and those kinds of things, but they just haven't been able to get the performance. And mm. yep. that's what the market is gravitating to. To justify mm. the fee. So, mm. yeah, okay. Time. All right, um, now, AJ, thanks for sending this in. I'd never heard of Big Tin Can. Um, <laughs> but it's a, it's a, a software company, it says here, the Big uh, the Big Tin Can Hub is a secure artificial intelligence powered solution for mobile workforces that enables sales and service organisations and their employees to better engage with customers. So uh, it's a customer relationship type um, software platform. Yeah, um, it's, it's, um, we actually have this one in our microcap fund as well. Ah. So uh, we really like it. We think the growth is uh, phenomenal and all their co 
clients are top tier clients. Right. Um, and uh, and most of the growth has been generated um, organically. Um, they have done a few M&As and the like, um, but um, you know, it's organically growing at double digit and mm. big mm. name blue chip clients. So, you know, to us, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, it's really okay. strong. So is a, would you describe it as sort of a, a mini sales force? It's like, it a like a sales force, all the, uh, yeah, so all the sales related uh, information that goes on there, a bit like Salesforce, probably right. more, more like a baby Salesforce. Yeah, okay. um, yeah, so they've got some really great customers. I yeah. think that's the key when you go onto their website and you look yeah. at it. Um, before their result, there was a fair bit of selling from a couple of very high profile fund managers, which mm. kept a lid on the stock. Mm. And what's really sort of um, now you can see from that last spike up mm. is that they've finished selling. And basically then <laughs> right. it came into the result and the result was actually fantastic. It was a really good result. And then hence the, the stock price has moved uh, and taking out sort of new highs at the moment. So um, it's a buy from me as right. well. I can okay. see that, um, that this thing has got a long way to go and continue to move. So I'm, I'm really sort of comfortable with it. Um, and. You know, you look at their website and you sort of look at that description, like you say, you look at it, I've yeah. never heard of this thing before, but they actually <laughs> do a little bit of work on it. Yeah. And it actually seems like a really good business. And, and um, with the COVID work from home, you need these kind of platforms yeah. to be able to manage your staff when they're all working remotely. And this is the kind of product that yeah. you can be used. Once I got through all the fancy words, I'm thinking, what the hell does this thing do? <laughs> exactly. I immediately thought, this sounds like a baby sales force yeah. that may be using... Yeah. Yeah, because um, you can monitor. Sort of a disruptor. Correct. You can uh, monitor that everything market. that's going on with your sales yeah. guys, how many phone calls, what they're doing, the emails that are going backwards and forwards, how much revenue is coming in the door. Right. All of that kind of stuff is all put into mm. one area. Okay. My sales team, watch out. <laughs> I might be look, looking into that to keep you guys honest. Um, all right. Chris wants a view, uh, Adam, on the Charter Hall Long Whale um, um, REIT Real Estate Investment Trust now, yep. weighted average, lease, lease, lease. whatever. Yep. Um, yeah, so it's, it's basically a, a property trust that only invests in um, the big end of town governments, big institutions on really long leases. So, so yeah, we generally look at that whale numbers probably six times, sort of six years, seven years, those kinds of things. Um, you, you sort of said you like the Charter Hall stuff. I'm a bit lukewarm on it. Um, I, I prefer Goodman. I, right. I just sort of gravitate to that sort of quality. These guys are very, very, very good at what they do. There's no no doubt about it. They are very good. But I'm just really sort of more comfortable with the sort of Goodmans of the world. Um, you know, the you, I, I always concerned about property mark to mark valuations when it comes around every six months right. because. It's good to say that you've gone this long average uh, uh, weighted leasing that, that that's in there, but when you're building, yes, you've got the governments in there, but you can't really raise your rent too much either. So no. you've got the police in there, you've got the governments in there, and you want them to stay because a lot of office property yeah. and a lot this of this gives you certainty, does it? Agree, it right. does give you certainty, and and potentially that's what fund managers are looking for because right. they need that certainty in their portfolio to just tick up every, and it's a slow growth kind of thing. Yeah. For me, uh, yeah, I, I think there's better ones out there and sort of higher growth areas. Uh, so it's a no right. from me. I was thinking, gosh, our fund managers sound terrible. They <laughs> smash the stock and then they buy all the boring stuff that doesn't grow. Let me 
<laughs> let, let me defend um, yeah. fund managers. Um, so, so first of all, um, the charter hall I like is the headstock, the charter hall right. group, CHC, right. um, because I like the headstock because they take a clip in every one of their sure. um, you know, satellite the businesses. Model. The Macquarie yeah. model. And yeah. uh, every time they raise money, which uh, the long way of business just raised money yesterday, um, you know, they get a clip. And then every time they buy asset, they get a clip. So, yeah. you know, I like the headstock, which is a bit like the Goodman group. Yeah. yeah. So, but this long whale, I looked into it. Look, it's, it offers a big dividend yield. Um, not much growth. It's like two, three percent growth. Yeah. Dividend yield is just over five and a half percent. It's pretty boring. Um, it is long whale. Uh, it does have a little bit of earnings risk at this point because they do have a lease with, um, from uh, Virgin, and Virgin is oh. exiting that point and that's about three four percent of the earnings so if right. that does happen they can't replace it then it's a bit of issue uh, but that's you know small earnings downgrade but for property trust like that that doesn't move much yep. um, it's a big deal so to me it's uh, it's probably a hold for the dividend yield right. um, and uh, much rather to be in the head stock like the charter hall, charter hall um, itself. yeah than that okay all right um, Jumbo Debbie now wants uh, a view on mineral resources um, Lithium, iron ore, and also uh, services too, aren't they? Um, oh. Services. Yeah, that's right. So they in all the right stock, uh, right, yeah. right stuff, um, particularly mm. iron ore. Um, look, mineral resources performance is going to be dictated by what the price of iron ore is going to be. Right. Um, same as Fortescue, but I do have a preference for Fortescue, just given it's you know, strong, very strong yeah. balance sheet and the like. Um, uh, iron ore prices is very high, um, and I think it's uh, it's probably stabilized at the current level. Um, there is a little bit of negative news flow coming through now because iron ore is quite macro. So uh, macro as in, you know, the, the geopolitical risk yeah. could cause a bit of issue. And today there was in the paper, um, I think, whether it's China yeah. and there's a possibility yeah. they're talking to, they want iron ore prices lower and, you know, yeah. all of that. So it could be just talk, but it will put pressure perhaps for over the next few weeks for iron ore okay. um, prices. And that stock is going to move with it. Right. Yeah, okay. it's a hold for me. Um, the lithium side of it, does that... Mm. Right I, at all, or I like it, but majority value at this point is really iron ore for this stock. It's going to dictate that. Um, lithium is interesting. Um, it's uh, it's very much driven by where Tesla share price is, mm. um, and uh, <laughs> they tend to run with that. Uh, yeah. They all had a pretty good bounce recently, um, but to me, I much prefer to be in the technology play for that battery space instead of play through um, the actual resources right. because we all seen the boom and bust of those lithium names over the last five years um, yeah. you know there's lots of lithium it's just about matter of getting them out um, and yeah. then there was oversupply you know it's already gone through a full, full circle yeah. Um, yeah my preference is really you know play in the technology and rather than the, okay. the other stream um, well, potentially, you know, that, that full circle might be the right time. The right time, Super absolutely, cool. quite possibly, to, yeah, that's to right. Do that. You need Tesla price to be higher. Yeah, yeah. well, that's right, well, they've already split their stock, so yeah. um, it potentially could go higher. But well, that's uh, been everywhere this week, uh, every week. That yeah. Tesla share price oh, yeah. is all over the place, yeah. but it's up and down ten percent. Yeah, huge I, I bought some. I bought some yesterday for a client, and yeah. I had to. I had to email him and say, uh, "We went over by you know a percentage of what yeah. he asked for." And because he just said buy them at market, so I bought them on the open, and the thing rallied into the yeah. open and then yeah. fell back, and you know, so yeah. it's it's a hard one to pick. It's a to really pick. hard one. Yeah. Um, so we've got to buy mineral resources at Shores. Um, I still think that there's still some growth there. It, it is in that iron, and if you look back at that chart, it's had a very very good run. We've been on this one for a while now, so um, we're really still really comfortable with it. I think the iron ore uh, story at 125 bucks probably got a little bit stretched here, mm. and so probably could come back. And so you've got to be a little bit cautious on that side of things. 
I think the uh, the lithium uh, side of things um, is an interesting space. We know West Farmers has moved into that battery technology and they've, they've bought yeah. a couple of businesses in that space okay. over the last year or so. They see that potentially as a future growth area for the business. Um, so I do feel that that is probably something that you could look at and potentially start to get involved with because I don't think battery technology, or I don't think batteries are going away. I think that you know we're, we're going to use more and more of them going forward. So I like that play. I like the copper play inside batteries as well. So we like Oz Minerals, those kinds of things. And and yes, the technology side we're investing in, but also Australia's very, very good at digging stuff out of the ground and getting it overseas. And 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 we call obviously sorry, mineral resources is part of that chain. And so they right. are very good at that. So it, it's a buy from me. We, I've got to stick with my analyst on this one. He's been right all the way through this. We've seen the flattening out a little bit, but I think it's worthwhile uh, okay. staying in this one. All right. Uh, let's just recap the final five stocks. Pushpay, um, a hold from both Adam and Jumbe. Uh Platinum, a no. If you want to be in that space, um, then Magellan is probably the better bet. Big 10 can. Um, that's why I, I love doing this program because I'd never heard of it before, but it's like a, a mini sales force. Uh, both Adam and Jumbe love it. Um, so it's a yes from them. Uh, Charter Hall Whale. Uh, a no from Adam, uh, a hold from Jumbay, but she likes the proprietary company. The Charter Hall, the manager of all of these funds, is a better bet than the fund itself. And uh, Mineral Resources is a buy from Adam and Shaw's and uh, is a hold from Jumbay on that. Um, great to have you aboard again, as uh, usual on the call. Very much appreciate it, Jumbay. Great to be Adam, here. Great to see you. I love it. Um, that's our show for today. Any stocks, uh, stocks you'd like us to cover, flick us an email to call at osbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at TV handle. A reminder where to find all the stocks we have in the calls portfolio. Head to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. Uh, today, we've added a few. Um, Santos, Wiser. Um, Kogan actually has come out. Um, until it gets down to that 16.50 mark. Uh, Goodman has already been part of it. Uh, and also Big Ten Can goes into it as well. And for our Facebook and Twitter viewers, continue watching us on our website, osbiz.com.au or through the iOS app. Now, if you're looking for your next sort of private equity investment, if you like, tune in to the Startup Daily Show every day between two and three. The team brings you companies seeking capital. These are unlisted businesses and all the latest on the startup and venture capital sector. Today, they're joined by Anthony Fitzgerald, the founder of Stay and Go, which is an early stage tech startup that will offer its customers the power of open banking. So uh, Anthony Fitzgerald coming up on the Startup Daily Show. And uh, make sure you join us this afternoon for the final PM version of the Upshot for the week. EY's Duncan Hogg has been with us throughout the past six weeks. He's back to take us through the wash-up while there were more hits than misses. The outlook for financial year 21 remains subdued. He'll uh, take us through all that on the Pulse at 4.15 this afternoon. So a lot more on Ausbiz going forward. It will take a short break. Stick around. The Pulse is after that.